Gina Smith, a research manager for DevOps in Asia-Pacific with ICC, explains that with the COVID-19 pandemic going into its third year, Asia-Pacific organizations are looking to DevOps processes and practices now more than ever. Now, the need to deliver evocative and secure applications and services is unrelenting, she observed. She further noted that mature DevOps efforts will combine with IT development and business resources to help organizations stay competitive and resilient moving forward. Gartner, on the other hand, predicts that through 2022, 75% of DevOps initiatives will fail to meet expectations due to issues around organizational learning and change. In this episode of Podcasts for Future CIO, we are joined by Dirk DeVos, Director for Channels at Asia-Pacific at GitLab, to share with us his perspective on how DevOps practitioners see DevSecOps. Dirk, welcome to Podcasts for Future CIO. Alan, thank you for having me. Great to be here today. What is GitLab? I think the easiest way to explain GitLab is to say that we're a software platform developed for software developers. We provide a single end-to-end platform for developers to push their software and their solution and their build, code, release, et cetera, all the way through to encasing that with security and get that out to the market as, as quickly and efficiently as possible. Briefly, if you could define for us what exactly is DevOps, also what DevOps looks like in Asia today. Yeah, absolutely. You'll see many definitions for DevOps, but really it's three things. Most important things, it's a philosophy. It's a change of how organizations bring their developers, their ops teams, their platform teams, and now their security teams. And that's something we refer to as DevSecOps. And that's a hard organizational change to do. And that is then supported by an agile methodology where you're able to iterate and to move quickly in taking your software from iteration out to production. And then, of course, it also looks at the tools that you might use inside of a a DevOps organization. So really, DevOps is a a number of things, but it's will be looked at as a philosophy and how businesses approach developing applications and and introducing really quick iterations and fast, agile and sprints, etc. If you have to compare how DevOps is being practiced in the US or Europe, how do Asian developers fare as far as the use of DevOps or the practice of DevOps is? This is, <laughs> I think this is an interesting question. It'll probably put me on the spot with a number of uh, partners and customers in the region. So I'll uh, I'll choose my words carefully. The best way to look at which countries have really embraced DevOps is to follow the bouncing ball with the hyperscalers. If you look at adoption with AWS, GCP, Alibaba, Azure, etc., and you see how they are performing in APAC, you get a sense of how quickly companies are adopting a modern application approach. Uh, the economics of public cloud really starts to stack up when businesses move to microservices architecture supported by containerization. And that ability to scale up and scale down is why businesses would be using the public cloud. And if we look at that adoption, if I have to look at which geos or territories are sort of mature in the space, I would really say the Australian and the New Zealand market, as well as Singapore, there's a huge amount of adoption in SaaS and in the hyperscalers, both in, in public and private businesses. And those organizations have actually gone through the hard work of changing their people and their processes to adopt a DevOps methodology. Changing people processes is hard, but you have to make that change if you're going to move to 
agile, where you're going to be look at consuming microservices and containerizations and iterations with multiple changes in a day. So I'd say if I had to make a statement, it would be the Australian and Singapore market, which is probably the most mature. And then if I look at the flip side of that, I was actually just recently returned from Japan, where I spent a number of days talking to various channel and technology alliance partners. And it's interesting because I see a lot of similarities to South Korea. So between Japan and South Korea, both countries have a huge demand for consumer technology. They've got some of the leading brands that we all know, and they deliver a huge amount of technology and manufacturing globally. But my view is that the businesses, both in the private and the public space, are really open to adopting new software and technology, but there's a huge amount of legacy that still exists in these businesses. There's still a huge amount of hybrid, monolithic applications, and businesses in these regions have yet to really adopt a cloud-native approach, which will then bring in how they develop the applications and what that might look like. So it's probably a bit slower in terms of adoption and in those regions. So that's kind of how I see the market. Southeast Asia, India are really adopting DevOps really quickly. India has definitely got a lot of cloud native companies coming through the ranks, especially in FSI and FinTech, et cetera. And Southeast Asia, there's a lot of large uh, organizations there, and they've actually pivoted really quickly in bringing DevOps into their business. Is it fair to say that developers in Asia, whether in-house or those working in a software house, are struggling to incorporate security aspects or processes into the development cycles? This is irrespective of whether they are using a waterfall or they're an agile or long form or low code, no code. And what would be the top three reasons why this is so? Yeah, absolutely. Look, I'll probably expand on that and say that it's probably not just a problem facing developers in Asia, but something that is proving a challenge globally. If I have to pick some of the results, we recently ran a DevOps survey. Uh, we released that to over, I think we got respondents of up to over 5,000 developers across 16 countries. And this is kind of the feedback that we got. And one of the biggest ones was budget. Out of all the respondents, only 10% felt like they were getting adequate budget to invest in security. And that kind of shows the disconnect between between management and business and what's actually happening on the ground with the developers and the SecOps teams. So um, that's something to point out. The second thing, and the data continues to support the ongoing trend of misalignment between security and the DevOps teams. Over half the survey respondents stated that security is a performance metrics for developers um, within their organizations. However, I think it was 50% of security professionals reported that developers are failing to identify security issues. And that's up to the tune of about 75%, which is an alarming statistic. In order to align performance metrics with reality, I think developers must be incentivized to practice security protocols from the outset, and that'll give them you know, full visibility into the tool chain and the potential risks associated with that. The third thing is probably around collaboration and transparency. I mean, these are the tenants for DevSecOps. You really need your teams to be talking and collaborating and working on those app projects. And there still needs to be a lot that's done from an organizational level. And this is kind of what my view is and what I've seen in the marketplace. There is an overlay of responsibility between both the developers and the security teams. But I, I bet you if you asked any of those teams who's actually responsible for the security on a certain project, you're going to get very different answers from both the developers and the security teams. So Look, it's an ever-changing landscape. I think businesses are still finding ways to work and to collaborate with the different teams and silos of teams. And that kind of brings you into that DevSecOps practice. But it's there's a long way to go. I mean, there are some companies where you're seeing some brilliance and they've got it right. But I think with a lot of companies that have that legacy, it's still a big pivot and change that needs to happen. 
which brings us to our topic. What exactly is, if you could okay, define for us what DevSecOps is and how mature is the practice in Asia? And more importantly, what needs to happen going forward to accelerate the adoption of DevSecOps practices? So I think we've covered DevOps and we know that's the combination of bringing the developers and the operations and the platform teams together. Now there's that that third silo and that's security. And obviously security is becoming one of the most important criteria for organizations to ensure they're adopting a proper security posture when they're bringing applications to market. As I said before, I think there's pockets of ingenuity in the Asia Pacific market. I think that a lot of this has been driven by companies who are new and are are cloud first in their approach and they don't have a lot of legacy and um, they can build their organizations from the ground up with DevSecOps in mind. And it's interesting because I think we're actually seeing a lot of change coming from government, which is surprising because they're normally very slow to move. But we've seen some government organizations across APAC with a very aggressive posture to how they consume and develop technology, which, which is great to see. And then, you know, I think for us, we need, like I say to my partners, there needs to be a lot more education in the market. I think companies and really in different geos are sort of getting their head around DevOps, but now you're including security and that adds a whole bunch of new complexities to the organization. So what I tell my partners is they have an ability to be thought leaders in this space. There is a gap. And if they lead from the front, they can help those customers evolve and adapt to what is a a hugely competitive market. And look, there isn't a day that goes by, you don't read something from a Garner or Forrester or even yourselves at Future CIO and how companies live and die by their ability to create and deliver software. To be competitive, companies need to be 10 times faster, right? They have to be driving their technology and what they're trying to show their customers as quickly as possible through the gates, but ensuring that it's secure. So to do that, we feel that they have to adopt the DevSecOps philosophy um, in their operating model. For DevOps teams, do you see the use of testing tools as able to minimize the risk associated with poor coding practices and, and the list goes on? I, look, I, I feel if you look at, again, I, I come back to the survey because this, this gives us a good idea of data um, and what the DevOps teams are seeing. And the feedback we got is a couple of things stood out. De- DevOps adoption as a practice should be driving better code quality. It should be driving productivity and operational efficiency across the business. If your code is cleaner and more efficient and less error prone because you have a process to support those quick sprints and iteration, then the output for testing should gain better and quicker results. You know, good input, good output, right? When it comes to testing, the priority is to automate. And this is something we're seeing from the respondents. A lot of DevOps teams are driving for automation because that's increasing speed to market. So this is a priority. And they're looking at ways to incorporate AI and ML into those testing processes. And this will obviously help to reduce errors and improve the output. Testing time is consuming. You know, if I speak to developers on the ground, it's it's one of the sort of the pet hates in the development cycle. But if you can streamline that approach to coding, it'll foster that collaboration with your ops and security team. You can also accelerate with less errors when your code hits that testing phase. To what extent should DevOps teams trust AI tools with application development, particularly testing, failure forecasting, resource management, and root cost analysis? It's an interesting topic. Everyone has a view on this. My view is that we're probably just beginning in the adoption of utilizing AI and ML into DevOps practices, specifically to help with the development of code and the iteration and the testing and and the delivery into the market. I recently got asked by a a large enterprise, they were saying, well, look, you know, do you think AI will actually replace some of the DevOps teams inside of an organization? And I, I think the answer is absolutely no. What AI and ML will do is reduce some of the overhead in the testing. 
things like monitoring and the root cause analysis that we mentioned. I think that day-to-day grind that the DevOps teams get bogged down in, I think AI and ML can help with those efficiencies. And that will allow the teams to kind of focus on the bigger picture, right? The strategy and uh, making sure that they're hitting their goals and objectives in the project. So yeah, I think AI and ML will bring efficiencies. But then there's there's also, which you might have seen in the press, there's a lot of talk about how some DevOps tools are using AI and ML to scan code repositories and looking at similarities in that code and then looking at what another developer and another company is trying to do. And then it'll position that code um, similar to what you might see from like Google Mail, where it does the autocomplete. And that brings up a lot of questions. You know, um, there's a lot of concern around IP infringement. I think there was some kickback from the open source community around how certain companies are using ML to take code from one developer and share it with another. So lots of questions to be asked around there. And I think that's going to be an ever evolving space. But my view is if AI and ML can help with the operational tasks inside of a DevOps lifecycle, then that should foster really good benefits for the business. What is the way forward for CIOs, DevOps teams in the practice of DevSecOps? So great question. And I think CIOs have their plates full. There's a lot of priorities in a lot of enterprise and government businesses, and they've got to figure out what they do and where their time is spent and, and of course, where their budget is aligned. If I look at the, the data and the feedback we got from the survey, security again was top of mind. In fact, it was even bigger as a concern versus cloud adoption. And I think that's just the maturity of the market has already adopted cloud and some companies now have moved to multi-cloud, but security is definitely top of mind. So what does that mean? And you know, how do organizations continue to develop and iterate and respond to their customers' demand in a timely fashion, but then also bring that whole security posture to that ecosystem, rates are constantly evolving. I mean, if you look at some of the feedback we've had, DevOps teams are really struggling to keep up with the, the changes that are, that are in the marketplace. Everything, you know, from data integrity and application hardening, these are these are huge priorities. Um, but you also don't want to slow down your innovation. And if you look over the last few years, I mean, there's been some big brand damage with companies that have had data leaks and application hacks. Data integrity is a big thing as well. You know, we've seen the EU courts hand out a lot of fines. And if I look at APAC specifically, I think um, there is now a big push to making sure that security is at the start of the application development and is at the end and is continually involved as you go through iteration of your code and changes. So I think CIOs need to have probably a holistic view on the organization. And it's important as security to the business still needs to innovate or at least quickly as possible to stay competitive. Departments have to become less complex and less siloed and your tool chains need to be simplified uh, so you can do that. You really want that single pane of glass for your developers and your ops teams and your security teams to work from and to collaborate with. And that should improve your efficiency and then also make sure you have that visibility of incorporating security into every stage of your application cycle. Dirk, thank you for joining us on Podchats for Future CIO. Thank you so much, Alan. Really appreciate it. That was Dirk DeVos, Director for Channels for Asia Pacific at GitLab on the topic of how DevOps practitioners see DevSecOps. You are listening in the podcast for future CIO. As always, if you have a topic you'd like us to cover on this channel, simply email us at editors at society.com. We'd also like to invite you to sign up for a free weekly newsletter so you won't miss an episode of Podcasts for Future CIO. In the meantime, stay safe, have a great day, and see you on the next episode of Podcasts for Future CIO. Bye for now.